I didn't lose, I didn't forget this time. So <laughs> let's do it. Bring us in, Phil. Can you fucking believe it? We're back. As it was proclaimed in the intro. <laughs> We're back. And it's been a long absence. And um, for all our loyal listeners that we probably lost, and if not, thank you for tuning back in. We apologize for the absence. I'm, well, I, I, you should be glad that once you hit subscribe, you have to actually go and unsubscribe. So it's going to surprise somebody. I know. They'll be like, what the hell? Where'd this come from? <laughs> well, and you know what? Actually, I should say, Phil doesn't actually apologize. I should apologize. This big <laughs> absence has been my fault. Uh, so blame me. Send me hate mail. <laughs> Send me an email. Amos is, is going through 12 straps of remorse. Exactly, here. right? I'm, you know. I was court ordered to, so not that I really wanted <laughs> to make to. amends. Exactly. To our so I'm sorry, listeners. I apologize. Indeed. I have wronged all of you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this isn't going to be a theme episode, really, or anything like that. It's just gonna. We're just gonna forge on. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, we'll just pick up the pieces and move on. <laughs> of our shattered lives. <laughs> yes, exactly. Of our shattered <laughs> podcast lives. All right, so. Oh, man, where should we start? Uh, let's see. Do you want to do one from mine and one from yours? We'll go back and forth. Okay, sounds good. All right, so what, what are, are we you itching to talk about? Um, actually, we're going to start with yours, I oh, think. Oh, goodness, all right. Uh, we're going to... Now, and this is one that we have talked about previously, but I have to hear your reaction to this, was the Transformers 2. Uh, you know, the epic that was Transformers 2. <laughs> I have to hear your thoughts on this because I remember on the podcast when we talked about it before and I was, and I was talking about it, uh-huh. you're like, I swear to God in my entire life, I will never see that movie. You <laughs> did see that movie and I need to hear what you have to say about it. I don't it. know if I swore I'd never Well, you may have not sworn, but... But, but yeah, it was, it was on Encore. I clicked the record button and, you know, I sat down on a lonely Saturday and spent an inordinate amount of time with uh, the Transformers and Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. And... I don't, I'll never get it. Why everyone in a Michael Bay movie looks like they've spent about a week in the desert and haven't seen a shower in two years, but go to the spray tan every day. Sure, to sure. Like cover up the smell. Oh, sure. They all look sweaty and <laughs> no, tan. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a, yeah, that's kind of a weird look. Sweaty and tan. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll, I, I think I mentioned it to you before. It's better than the original. Okay, By well. leagues and bounds. Partly, I think, because Michael Bay calmed down. The bit, action yeah. sequences were intelligible. Yeah, uh, relatively speaking. For Michael Bay? And uh, yeah. In, in comparison to the original, where literally it would just be flashy things rolling around somewhere and you had right. no idea what was going on. At least I could tell who was good, who was bad, who was winning, who was losing. Sure. The original, you're sort of like, if I didn't have epilepsy, this will give it to me. You're right. And in the second one, you was a little more... It, it, maybe he 
pulled the camera back a couple of feet, <laughs> you know, or, or at least put some more color in so you yeah. can tell. I don't know. Right, right. But um, you know, it was entertaining. It was bigger than the first one, which sure. I liked. Well, and and not necessarily just from a budgetary perspective, but in a story perspective, it had sure. more. It had more to it. It was, it was a little bit more of what they call a space opera in a way. Because they go up to space, the, the bad guy goes up to space, and he he consults with the sort of overlord or whatever. Right. Yeah. Voiced by Tony Todd. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Ant-Man, you know. <laughs> you got to um, get work where you can get it, you know. But, you know, there was a, there was more of a mythology to this one than there was in the first one. and Sure. He didn't have John Voight hamming it up. Still John Turturro hamming it up, but... Oh, God. Um, but not as annoying as the first one. I almost thought he was more annoying in this one. I thought he was far less annoying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can... I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's sort of a matter of what you think is annoying. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, there were things I enjoyed. The, the, the Blackbird ancient... Transformer guy. He yeah, was kind of funny. he was kind of funny. Yeah, um, and uh, I, and I, you know, I was heavily anticipating because you had mentioned it this trip to uh, Transformer Heaven, and when it when it got there, I was like, eh, makes sense. You know, I, it it didn't stand out to me as being weird. Really? Yeah, it totally did to me. Like I, I just I don't know that that was the one point in the movie where it just and you know what I am I am a big believer of. Suspension of disbelief. Uh-huh. That was the one point in that movie that took me out of it, and I just went, "What is this?" You know. Well, uh, but it, in the, it, in the, it honestly wasn't uh, a trip to Transformer Heaven, was it? Because it was he was like he was. Tell seeing, me if I'm wrong. He was he was uh, because he had like uh, he had that stupid device, um, right. and it crumbled, and then he got hurt, and then. They came to him and said he was good enough for it, and they gave it back to him, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, it seemed, it, the way it played was less that he died and went to heaven, but that he was interfacing with a stupid little machine. Yeah, but I think in the movie, if I if I remember correctly, I think he did die. But it may have been just this thing where they came to him if he briefly died or whatever, because they were giving him CPR, and right, right, Megan right. Fox is freaking out, and you know, yeah, yeah, so. Anyway, and I will say I'll be glad not to see her in the next. Uh, yeah, round. in fact, you know, in the first one, I was kind of like, oh, she's pretty hot, and she, uh, you know, she's uh, she can pout. She right, but in the second one, I was just like, oh my god, you're annoying. Just stop, go away. <laughs> I, I, to be quite honest, I think most of the world has come to that conclusion about that girl. Oh sure, yeah, okay. Well, I guess uh, you know, uh, Phil's been redeemed on the Transformer franchise. <laughs> I've been redeemed. The Transformer franchise. There you go. Was a smidge above par. Oh, that doesn't. I mean, it was watchable. The first one wasn't watchable. Okay. Well, I did enjoy the uh, the effects uh, when it came to that big gigantic Transformer climbing up the the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Although that Transformer, and I'm trying to place where, but it seemed like that whole scene had been done before. Like, I've seen this someplace else with a giant thing sucking up sand and everybody running away from it. Seems like I've seen that. And everybody's somewhere. sucking sand. <laughs> Very I'm like a man and everybody's sucking sand. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Poor I, Don Rickles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that didn't strike me as something. Maybe it has been. Maybe I just didn't seemed, see it. Seems familiar. 
Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, that's my my general opinion is that while it's still a Transformers movie and a Michael Bay movie, it was moderately better than the original, which I hated. Okay. Well, and you know, the thing is, though, is that you can't really judge a Michael Bay movie versus like a, you know, Orson Welles movie or something. <laughs> I mean, it's a, you, you have no. to just, you no, can't. But no, you, you know, I'm making a point here, Phil. My point is... And that, I'm endorsing that point. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're agreeing with me without really getting what I'm saying. Uh, but you, Face value, my friend. What else is needed? No, Face value. No, I'm just saying that you... You know, it's almost like you have to judge Transformers 2 versus Pearl Harbor or something. <laughs> Transformers 2 wins. Right. I'm just saying that there's there's various tiers of movies. Oh, okay. There's a you know, there's a there's a cast system in there's the movies. A system of crapulence. Exactly. <laughs> and Franciscusness as well. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh boy, we're calling back already. Good, I like it. Indeed. Getting back in the groove here. Woo-hoo. All right, so what's next? Fuck if I know. So we were going to do one of mine, maybe? All right, what do you want to talk about? Which one would you want to hear about? <laughs> Tell me about Predators. Predators. Tell me about Adrian Brody and his giant nose. Oh, Predators. And, yeah, Adrian Brody. Uh, you know, that movie, actually, when it first started... When I first saw like the, the trailers and stuff like that, I went... And I'm a fan of the Predator movies, mm. and you know this. Yeah. Okay, we've discussed this probably more than we should have on previous podcasts where I like, you know, Predator, Predator 2, Alien versus Predator. Um, Which is a shit movie. Yeah, well, we'll always disagree on that, but... How uh, can you disagree? It's a shit movie. It's entertaining. PG-13! It's entertaining. It's a betrayal of the franchise. Okay, fine, fine. There was no... Naked Colombian drug lord hanging upside down. <laughs> no, but that's what you want that's in a Predator it. movie. That is. That is. Uh, in fact, and here just to just to sidetrack a little bit. Predator, a little bit. Predator 2 yes. was, I think, uh, let's see, what was it, about 92? Yeah, Three? Right, uh, somewhere in there. Somewhere yeah. in there. And I was a fairly... Young person at that point, uh-huh. unlike now, um, <laughs> that was the You're first time. Ancient. That was the first time that I can really remember seeing a completely head to toe buck naked girl in a movie, hmm. and I was like, obviously, obviously this affected it you. It did. It totally did. And it was that scene where the Colombian drug lord gets murdered by the Jamaicans, right. and then the predator comes in and kills them all. Well. So that did affect me, and I think maybe that might have affected my affection for those movies because I was just <laughs> like, "Oh my god, you can like see everything on that girl." Yeah. Keep in mind, this is before the internet. <laughs> I, I I never the one. Oh well, okay, we're getting off track. But the one thing I'll say about Predator Two is that I love I love that movie. I always have. Oh sure. But uh, Danny Glover never believable as a guy who could fight the Predator. Sure. And yeah. essentially just doing his uh, rigs. Yeah, thing. yeah. You know, I, I mean, he might as well just be saying, I'm getting too old for this show. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so anyway, I'm a fan of the Predator mythology, I, I guess. I you do want to say one thing. Sure. 
this movie was directed by a dude named, named Nimrod. Nimrod. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Phil, did I step on that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't yeah, mean to. Did. So I'm sorry about that, but yes. I feel betrayed. Oh, are we breaking up? <laughs> <laughs> because betrayed of Nimrod. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> we were out of practice. Sorry, folks. Um, anyway, yes. Going back to Predators. Yes. Nimrod. <laughs> you know, Phil, you don't, you get, all you have to do at any point in any podcast is just, if I, I'm going on and about, you know, uh, uh, Citizen Kane was a very, uh, you know, very serious look at uh, the psyche of it, and you just could have to just go Nimrod, and I'll just stop. <laughs> I'll just crack up. Dude, total interruption. Exactly. Totally if you want me to shut up, just go Nimrod. <laughs> and I don't necessarily have to be talking about. Predators. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back to what I was talking. About. Anyway, Predators. Um, I was thinking when I saw the trailer, I was going, "Oh man, you know this is." This is not going to be good at all. Like I was like I was thinking I just I like the Predator mythology and series and all that stuff, but I was just like this is going to suck. And then see, no, I didn't have that impression. I always I always thought that it looked pretty good. I regret not seeing it in the theater, but uh, but yeah, I, I <laughs> at least it had to be better than AVP Requiem. That, I actually haven't seen that, so I don't know. I can't compare it to that. I I know. Yeah. Even okay. without seeing the new one. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, but the thing was, is that like for the first, I'm going to say half of that movie, mm. I was really into it. I was like this, you know, I was thinking, wow, this is actually bringing me into this really, you know, I'm into this movie. I'm, I, and there were some, the characters, and, and it sounds weird for a Predator movie, but the characters were somewhat interesting actually. And uh-huh. then, and there was a fairly wide range of characters. You know, they had the... they had, But they were all sort of semi-cliches. Sure. But that was the point, right. is that, you know, they brought all these, quote-unquote, warriors from Earth to fight the Predators. And <gasps> the first half, I was really into it. I was going, yeah, this is good, you know? I like this a lot. And then the second half, for just for whatever reason, it's it's like... It just totally runs out of steam. Yeah. And it seems like... The second half, uh, they're just trying to stretch it into the rest of the movie, kind of. Yeah. And then there's the, there's, uh, you know, and spoiler alert, uh, which is actually somewhat warranted because it's a fairly new movie on DVD or whatever, but there's this one predator that the other predators uh, feel is weak or something, and uh, they, like, string him up on a tree and leave him to die and then he becomes the human sort of friend at the end, and their gal pal. Yeah, oh yeah, their BFF, you know. Um, <laughs> their gal Friday. <laughs> their bestie. <laughs> um, but can we bust out some more internet terms here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, my terms were like fifty years ago, seventy-five years. Ago. <laughs> yeah, their gal not pal. internet terms. Their 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 girl Friday. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the. And then they, they introduce this real weird concept in the movie where there's uh, two sort of, uh, I don't know what you, classes of predators. Mm-hmm. There's the bigger ones that are like the dominant ones. And then there's the smaller ones that are sort of trying to keep up with the bigger ones. And it's like, Aww. that's kind of a weird 
And then, you know, you then the one that gets hung up by the on the tree is like the smaller one cuz and you're like Poor predator. He, <laughs> all he wanted to do was slaughter some humans, Aww. and the big guys wouldn't let him. It's like, it's like Rudolph. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Can't play in all their predator games. But so you know, but the first part of it was it was actually really interesting, and um, then there's this weird subplot with uh, with Larry Fishburne. As a, as a guy who was brought to this planet, because this planet is uh, a game reserve, basically, mm. for Predators, right? Larry Fishburne, and I always call him Larry just because, you know, it's funnier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, ha, 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 ha. Oh, Phil's anyway. getting bored already. We're only 16 <laughs> minutes in. Well, because we spent 12 of it on Predators. <laughs> okay, so. fine. I'll wrap it up. Um <laughs> Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne is this guy who somehow managed to survive like six seasons of these like Predator game seasons. Broadcasting on Predator Network. Exactly. Uh. The Predator Hunting Network. Um, (laughs) P-H-N. Okay, so he managed to avoid... That was pretty good. I like that. I crack myself up. Yeah, yeah, you know. I kill me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Uh, Okay. So he managed to survive for like six of these seasons. And he's just this kind of weirdo, like, gone off the deep end kind of guy. You'd have to be. Right. So, but then... He's like supposed to help these guys that have survived up to the point when they meet him. And then he turns into, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to help you. You know, we're all in this together, whatever. And then he turns into this total a-hole for no reason and completely betrays him. Well, duh. I mean, what, like, what, okay, this character started out in one thing and then he turns into this total other thing and then he gets his comeuppance and, you know, then he's gone. And it was just weird. Well, thanks little, for giving that away. Woof, sorry. I said spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. I say anyway. Wow. I said spoiler <laughs> alert at some point. I feel spoiled. <laughs> but you've been alerted. Oh. oh. So yeah, Predators, I would recommend watching the first half. <laughs> and then turn it off. And then kind of turn it up. Seriously. Uh, because they have very interesting characters, actually. Which is a weird to say about a Predator movie. But they're very, they're actual characters. They're not just caricatures. Caricatures. Yes. They're actual characters, which I thought was interesting. They should be on AMC because they're welcome. <laughs> the characters are welcome. <laughs> I think that's USA, actually. Oh, motherfuck. Oh. And I don't even have a TV, Phil. Pwned. Pwned? What the fuck does that mean? It's a Corn pwned. It's, it's an internet thing. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil. I think you're making shit up. Uh, yeah, I'm just totally winging it right now. <laughs> For um, some reason, boom came out of your mouth. Look it up, like, Phil. It, it's real. Phil, look it up. Mm. All right, so anyway, Predators, um, tentative thumbs up. Tentative. Tentative thumbs up. Mm. So, that's what I have to say about Predators. All right. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, I, uh, Land 
Finder the Lost. Mm. I've seen it and I yeah. watched it and it had Will Ferrell in it. And there was, uh, you know, with the dinosaurs and the biting and the... <laughs> Indeed. So what do you think? And a small cameo voice appearance by Leonard Nimoy. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. I have no idea why. Don't ask me. <laughs> okay. Because they gave him $10,000. All of a sudden there was, there was like, that's Leonard Nimoy voice. <laughs> Oh, speaking of weird voices. Oh. Okay, just this is a little bit of a callback, actually. For I watched the Rift Tracks version of Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer uh-huh. uh, because I thought it would be funny. It had it, Chris Klein in it, right? Well, and I have a big man crush on him. Um, <laughs> but Didn't get the joke. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> we were, okay, never okay yeah, anyway. It has Chris Evans in it. Chris Klein. Oh, yeah. Chris. Okay. Good Lord. Because you made that mistake last time. Yes, I. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Phil, you got a better memory for those old jokes than I do. Old jokes? Two days ago, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But that wasn't recorded. You didn't have to call me out on that on the freaking <laughs> podcast. If I find it funny, somebody else is going to This is funny. This is You true. know what I'm noticing? I'm like channeling, uh, what's his name? That really angry dude who always points. Who is black? Yes, <laughs> yes you are. <laughs> I'm shaking my head, and if I had jowls, they'd be going. You have know, a beer can in your hand that's half empty, <laughs> and like spilling it all over the place. <laughs> but no. So anyway, I watched the Rift Tracks version, and I didn't ever realize that uh, the voice of the Silver Surfer uh-huh. is done by none other by than Larry, Larry Fishburne. Fishburne. I didn't remember that at all, and I was just like, I thought of it, and I went. Uh, Predators, Larry Fishburne, Silver Surfer. What is this guy doing? Like, so <laughs> yeah, those uh, those movies had had problems. Uh, oh, Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, they're far, done far too juvenilely. Yeah, oh, Fantastic Four movies were perfect if you were fourteen, Less. writing and or directing them, <laughs> and casting uh, what Alba, whatever that. Oh, was Jessica right. Alba. Okay, I hate that. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, Land of the Lost, that's what we're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, let's talk. Um, so, Land of the Lost. I enjoyed it. And many people are going to be very, very surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was actually sort of surprised by that. <laughs> I, I, and I, I've asked for it for Christmas. I like really? the damn thing. It was damn funny. Really? Yes. You're the first person that I've ever heard say that they really enjoyed that movie. I love that movie. It's it's my type of quirky, weird humor, like on a tee. Then I will have you to know, watch I, it because me. Okay, so you everybody's seen that scene from the trailer where he's where Will Ferrell's like, uh, oh, he's got the a brain the size of a Walmart. These are or, oh, a Walmart, or, or walnut. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's got a brain the size of a walnut, They're which so is stupid. probably bigger than the brain uh, of a Walmart. Okay, uh, ah. anyway. Um, and the, and of course the dinosaur gets pissed off and comes after sure. and all that. And um, <laughs> there's a really funny scene later where <laughs> they come out of their little cave and they they look through their glasses and the and the, the dinosaur tosses a walnut at them. What? <laughs> and they pick it up and it's like giant. It's like a giant walnut. <laughs> and and Danny McBride comes out and he's like, "What the hell's that? A walnut." <laughs> <laughs> It's I shit might, funny. I, I, might, I might have to actually watch this now that you've sort of said that it's, uh, it agrees with your sense of humor because I think that our sense of humor is 
fairly compatible, so yeah. I might have to. Uh, it's it's totally quirky and odd, and it's 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 fun. Huh? You know, <laughs> uh, his little time machine. Um, spits out show tunes from a chorus line. What? <laughs> so, like, every time they're trying to, to find the thing, it'll start going, I wish I get it. I hope I get it. I really hope I get it. <laughs> I need this job. <laughs> and the monkey dude's always like, in points, you know, he always indicates where the thing is right. by singing the show tune. Weird. It's funny. I, okay, you and know maybe what? Maybe it doesn't sound funny to you people out there. I'm telling you, watch it. You'll enjoy it. And Phil is actually pointing at the recorder right now, saying that you people, you, you in there, you, you, those interwebbies, the uh, interwebs, receiving my voice through this transmission, <laughs> because <laughs> in the future is where we're all going to live for the rest in of my our lives. Two thousand. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I I saw the trailer for that, and maybe the trailer was not cut very well or something, but uh, I just saw it, and I, I watched the trailer, and I went, okay, there's a couple of scenes in that trailer that actually look like they might be really funny, and there's a couple of scenes in that trailer that look like I would literally cringe watching them. It's a Will Ferrell movie. They're bound to be those sure, movies. Sure, but... But I should have known I should have seen it because uh, <laughs> that trailer... Had me like rolling around. Well, the that scene... one scene where he's like, do you hate being wrong? I do. I really do. And he's running across the sc- yeah. That <laughs> was the, the scene I was gonna say that, that shit's funny. That was the one I was gonna say that made me laugh. Where he's like running across in the background. He's like, I really do. That made me laugh. So yeah, see it. I'm okay. Phil gives a big uh, recommendation for Land of the Lost. Awesome. I like it. Then let's move on. Um, here's what I want to talk about now is my, my turn yeah. is going to be the it's new, my turn. Ah. it's my turn. Um, thank you, David Caruso, uh, via <laughs> South Park. <laughs> yes. Uh, look it up yeah, people. Ike. Google it. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the new, the remake of mm-hmm. Night of the Demons. Indeed. Now. I didn't know there was a, such a thing until I went to the Red Box the other day, and I was like, "I'm like, are they are they really serious?" Yeah, no. You know what's funny about that is that, uh, like, two years ago, I read on I think Dark Horizons <laughs> that they were making it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "Really? Wow! Night of the Demons? They're remaking that? Okay." And then it completely <laughs> just remo- was removed from my consciousness for whatever reason because yeah. apparently I, you know, I don't remember stuff so well um but um <laughs> too many knocks to the head oh yeah Oof. um so i i was just looking at uh you know new dvd releases and stuff like that and i went oh night of the demons i remember that they were remaking that <laughs> so i watched it and uh okay okay so t- you have to tell me is it a group of kids Going to a house that is uh, inhabited by a demon named Angela. Yes, but there's a little bit of a spin on it. What it is, is that it's set in New Orleans, which I don't think the original was. No. Okay, so it's in New Orleans. What it is, is there's a bunch of kids that go to a house that they, it's considered by everybody to be haunted. Right. And they're throwing a Halloween party at this house. So far, we're with the original. Okay. 
So, uh, the, the demons come out and start killing people. Uh, because, I don't know, they're kids and they're horny and they, it's a Halloween horror movie. Right. So, uh, the, one of the main characters is played by Edward Furlong, mm-hmm. who you will remember from Terminator 2. Such films as. Such films as. <laughs> <laughs> Troy McClure as. Uh, but no, such films as Terminator 2 and, uh. That's it? John Waters Pecker. <laughs> You had to pull that one. Out. Yeah, I did. I had to pull oh, out. I had to pull oh, out John Waters Pecker. I went there. I, I didn't know. even realize it. Yes, I went I did. there. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, never pull out John Waters Pecker oh, again, please. Ew. I can go all night with this. Now, uh, oh, oh, never mind. Okay. No, ask the question. On. No, no, go, okay. go on. Okay. So, uh, Edward Furlong plays a guy who is like a He's a like a drug dealer who gets in deep with his suppliers because somehow he gets robbed or loses his whole stash or something, and he owes these guys all this money. Were you not paying attention? It doesn't matter, Phil. He's. <laughs> it. I mean, so he he ends up in this party, and there's all these people, you know, partying and having sex and stuff like this, and the one that gets possessed is played by Shannon Elizabeth. Uh-huh. And so, you know, demonations ensue. And it's pretty lame, really. But the thing that struck me about it was, for one, it was sort of like, it pulled out all the various uh, horror movie, um, not cliches necessarily, but uh, filmmaking filmmaking cliches mm. you know the the weird camera angles and the weird lighting and like the the sped up footage every once in a while to give you a little shock you know like a sam raimi horror movie or what kind of like yeah like if you <laughs> you know if, if if you see somebody in a shadow and you're looking at them and they like all of a sudden the film speeds up real fast and they write in your face and it's supposed to shock you right, it's right. like all these weird cliches like that like you know, how's so. on all yeah, yeah. Or something like... I mean, I would compare it almost to something like the Paris Hilton House of Wax or something like that. It was a very generic... Well, um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, uh, and, and uh, I think we've talked about this before. But the, the, the Night of the Demons franchise is one really good movie surrounded on either sides by two fairly shitty movies. Sure. And, but the thing is, is that, yes, it did have the Angela character in it. Mm. Which was who uh, possessed uh, Channel Elizabeth? Uh-huh. Okay, but and this is this is the point I was building up to, which is totally not even about the movie. Um, Edward Furlong in that movie, it was so distracting just to see him on screen <laughs> because he looked so bloated and. Fat and sunken eyed and like he had literally been on about a two year bender. And Try I was a like decade, Amos. Yeah, well, and the thing was too is it was like there were certain scenes where you could tell that he was either A phoning it in, B high or drunk, yeah. or C just didn't care at all. And then there was other scenes where he just went for it. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. You know what? Go for something in the middle there. You know, I mean, either they just go for it, yeah. don't care, 
or go for something in the middle. But he looked so bad. I was I was shocked because I kept remembering him from uh, Terminator Two, where he's at that time looked sallow and like he'd been on a bender. He's always looked that way. But no, he just looked bloated and just awful. And I was going, somebody get this guy some help. <laughs> really. And he was he was the first credited name in the movie, and oh, yeah. and he was actually not really. I mean, he wasn't the main character, really. I mean, it, it was one of these that's movies. A standard trick, sure. But see, one of the thing was is that he there was one of these movies where you couldn't necessarily say that there was a main character. Mm-hmm. You could say that there would be maybe two or three people that could qualify as a main character, right? So. I don't know, crediting him first, maybe he's just the biggest name or whatever, but... Almost. Yeah. But Shannon Elizabeth, I don't know, I would think that maybe she'd be a bigger name than him. Wouldn't you think? No. Kind of a toss-up, maybe? <laughs> well, okay. Well, I don't know, I just... Anyway, it was it was a, a mediocre horror movie. Mediocre to poor. And I just felt bad for Edward Furlong. <laughs> I don't. Um... That's all I have to say about that. Well, thank you for taking that review out on a whimper. Um, <laughs> hey, Phil, man, I told you. I, I'm no good at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> After 38 episodes, we know. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. <laughs> we, our audience, myself, we're here <laughs> to help <laughs> me through it. <laughs> to have an intervention. <laughs> an intervention for movie reviews. <laughs> Please stop doing that, Amos. It's <laughs> killing you. We have a resurgence of the Amos story. <laughs> <laughs> Some of our listeners may remember this, but they're stories that begin promising and then peter off. Oh. And have no point. Oh. The Amos story. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Phil. You just made Grinding me. it in. I know, man. Come on. All right. Let's talk about uh, the invention of lying. Let's see if we can pick that up. The invention of lying. Lying. Okay. Well, there you go. Picked up. <laughs> All right. In a big way. <laughs> In a big way. Uh, I haven't seen this. I was very curious to hear about it. I was not sure if I would watch it if I heard that it was just awful because it was one of those movies where the premise sounds good, but if I watched it and I thought that. Uh, just the premise was good, I'd feel a little irritated that I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I think you and probably most of American audience will find that movie boring. Really? In what way? Uh, it's very light. It's very delicate comedy. I, <clears throat> I don't know how else to say it, but that same way with uh, Ghost, uh, whatever the hell that, that movie, his first, Ricky Gervais's other movie is. Ghost Town. Okay. Very light comedies, very delicate comedies, plays on words, all sure. these things that Americans aren't used to. No, I can appreciate that. <clears> you know, I mean, yeah. the reigning era of comedy that we're in is <laughs> the fucking hangover. Uh, or, yo- oh, okay, sorry. Anyway, I was going to say something. I'll save it for later. Go ahead. Okay. Um, but this movie is very delicate, very intelligent. It, you have to pay attention to it because it's damn funny. I'll tell you that. Okay. So it's a, the the story is, and and correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, story basic storyline oh. is that uh, Ricky Gervais produces um, 
I can't remember what they call movies. I think it's just like talkies or, or something like that. Um, where <laughs> in, in a world without lying, this is their movies. They just take events from history and someone sits there and tells you the story, of the historical event. Right. So the conceit is in, in this world, there's no, one, no such thing as lying. No one can lie. Oh, boy. And, and, well, no one even knows that it exists. Everyone just tells the truth. Sure. Which uh, is, you know, an interesting concept to me. You know? Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, it's, in a, it's, a, it's a curiously affecting movie and intensely thought-provoking. Okay. Um, and it's odd to say that about a comedy. Sure. But it is um, because it, it reminds you that some of the lies, perhaps, uh, that we tell ourselves are very important to life. Sure. And they... Because uh, the point eventually is that this world is very cold. Um, In that, what way, though? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm just like like like, like uh, his assistant Tina Fey, who hears that he's going to be fired because he just he, he keeps trying to make a movie about the Black Death and nobody wants to see it. Um, right. And so she's like, "Oh, I won't miss you." You know, like, oh, okay. well, uh, it'll be a pleasure not seeing you again. You know, okay, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Know, okay. Everyone's because everyone is so truthful. There, it's it, it, it. You know, everyone's essentially cold to each other. Sure. Okay. They're, yeah. They're they're. Uh, but you know, doesn't like, that? Um, but doesn't that point to? Uh, okay, now we're getting a little here deeper here. Doesn't that point to, or doesn't that indicate that people ne- aren't necessarily compassionate? To each other, because because she says I won't uh, I won't miss you whatever. Uh-huh. It's like okay, well, uh, if you don't lie about that, or if you don't, if that's the only thing you feel, then don't don't aren't you kind of a dick? Yeah, in this world, everyone okay. is. There's a ton of cameos. One of them is Rob Lowe. Um, <clears throat> who uh, oh, plays a guy who could never lie about anything. <laughs> <laughs> who plays a guy who's romancing Jennifer Garner, and uh, you know it, it comes out that the reason he's interested in her is because she's very attractive, you know, and that's pretty much it. And he wants a good partner to produce, a, you know, a biologically compatible child, and that's about it. So, you know, okay, well, that kind of stuff. Okay, we so, can get very deep on this movie, but yeah, I, I it, it, I'm telling you, it's a it's a thought, it's a it's a conversation starter. This movie. Um, but so the, the point is, is that, so one day, whatever flips in his mind, uh, and he figures out he can, he can know, he can tell a lie if he needs to. Okay. Um, and so he goes to the bank and he's like, no, no, I have a thousand dollars in there. And they're like, oh, well, our computer system is wrong. Here's your thousand dollars. You know, stuff <laughs> like that. Because. Right. You because can't you tell can't a lie. lie. Um, and so eventually, so the, the, the biggest conceit of the movie is that his mother is dying. And so he goes to her and, and she's on her deathbed and he tells her all about this magical place. Because everybody, you know, they're just going to cease to exist at the end of their life and she's scared about it. So he invents heaven. Okay. And he tells her that, oh, there's a man in the sky and where you go at the end is a beautiful place and everybody has a house and all this stuff. Okay. All this, you know, great stuff. And, uh, and you know, it, it honestly made me cry a little bit. Uh, but, uh, but, and so everybody around him is also listening and they're like, tell me about that place. And, uh, and so oh, it boy, starts a movement and, and, he, and he starts religion. Okay. 
And so, yeah, uh, you, you know, they play with the stuff. He he writes down Ten Commandments on two pizza boxes <laughs> and presents them to a crowd of people. Nice. Answering all these questions. Does the man in the sky, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, the man in the sky does not care about that. You know, all right. this stuff. It's very clever. Very, very funny. You know, it sounds a little cynical, actually, but... I think, honestly, it isn't. It's anti-cynical. Well, the only reason I say that... And, I mean, it sounds funny. I mean, in fact, I probably will watch it just based on what you're saying. Uh But um, it sounds a little cynical because uh, it assumes that uh, people... Like, okay, in that scenario, Mm -hmm. if I went up to, like, me... Going out to, say, a bar to have beer or something like that. Mm-hmm. I walk up to a girl at the bar mm-hmm. and say, you know, hi, how are you? Uh, you know, and she's like, um, I'm not interested in you whatsoever. It's like, well, okay, fine. And then if, gr- okay, so that's kind of, oh, you know, ouch, right? Uh-huh. But then, it, like, say, which... <laughs> Which has happened all the time. <laughs> Girls walk, a girl walks up to me and says, "Hey, how are you?" And I say to you, I say to her, "I would be great if you took your shirt off." It's like what you know. It's so cynical. I don't know. I do you know what I mean? But, but that's the point: is that it's a world with no obfuscation. Whatever you think at your root level comes out of your mouth. Yeah, but doesn't that assume that your root <laughs> level is really not very uh, uh, compassionate or and or? Uh, there's no thinking ahead. There isn't. Humans are humans it, are good at that. Humans it, are forced to do that by societal norms. Oh no, not at all. Because you know what? Look, if if I went up to a girl and I said, "Hey, can I buy you a drink?" It's not because I want to say to her like in the next sentence, "I just want to get you in bed," <laughs> even though but that's you know, the root cause. Well, sure, and but that's why that's where this movie takes it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that, like, I'm not sure that if I, I'm not sure that I could really uh, go that lo- that deep with it because. But the, you wouldn't. Uh, the point of the movie is that you don't know how to obfuscate that. Sure. Oh no, I get that. I do. It's just it seems a little cynical, like I said, only because it's like it assumes that uh, people are lo- are more or less just. Uh, base animals almost well it, I mean we it, are <laughs> we are animals we have base instincts well sure everybody has base instincts but that doesn't the, the reason that we're human beings and not freaking groundhogs is because we can we're human beings you know I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like shit on your you know the uh-huh. review or anything like that but I just I think that uh, it would be hard for me to sort of take it that to that deep a level, which I'm not saying that this movie doesn't do a good job of or whatever. Uh, uh, and well, I'm not saying the, it's the a movie cynical isn't movie. Saying in, a, in a movie like, in a movie, you know, in this world, there is no love. No, I get that. I just, you know, it's just, it, you know, you can take it five steps further or five steps back or however much you want to do that. any comedy. Sure. You take it to okay. well, the, like the you, funny level. Sure. And like you said, it's a conversation start. Start a conversation. Indeed. All right, then. But I, I recommend it. Well, If you're okay, up yeah. for it, if you're not, don't expect, uh, you know, pissing jokes, tiger jokes, <laughs> right. anything like that. You're going to get very subtle. Here. No, that sounds, it sounds good. I mean, I, you know, it, it sounds to me like a movie that, uh, 
would actually make you think about stuff. Even And for a comedy to make you sort of think about things, that's pretty rare. And that's the reason why it didn't do so well. Right, right. Because <laughs> people don't want to think about things for the most part when they're watching a comedy. Exactly. For the most part, they want to see, you know... Uh, Seth Rogen farting on somebody or something. <laughs> Pretty much. And the you people know. I know who've seen it, um, uh, who are fans of, say, The Hangover, um, were like, I didn't think it was very funny. I'm like, well, yeah, you know. Okay. There's it, but humor's like, we've talked about this before, humor's real subjective. So it's like, you know, if you don't yeah. like it, well, then fine. It's not your type of humor, then, well, it's not your type of humor. <laughs> you know, Indeed. don't don't complain about it, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what I think, Phil. Yes. Do I do? Was there any of the ones that I had that you really did want to talk about, or do you want to take the smoke break and then do the trailer section? Because I have a million of them. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't <laughs> have a million trailers. Right. Yeah. I mean. I, I, okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take the smoke break, and then I'm gonna come back and talk about all the trailers I've seen. I, I'm sure you've seen some of them, and then we're gonna. Just kill this thing before it gets out of control. Okay. All right. Good deal. And we're back. And so <laughs> is the cat, apparently. Okay. So we had the smoke break. We um, discussed some trailers. And this is going to be our trailer section because once again, Phil, they call them trailers. Or previews. They, no. <laughs> no. I'm a purist, man. No, they're trailers because they trail the movie. At least up until about 1963 or something. I don't know. Okay. So I went through uh, today, uh-huh. in fact, and watched basically every single trailer I could find. Okay. And it was semi-ridiculous because I was writing them down on this sheet of paper uh, to bring them over and say, which ones do you want to do? And forgot the piece of paper. So uh, I had four. For usual. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I tend to be a little brain dead. Um, so I uh, I basically forgot most of them, <laughs> which I am wont to do, apparently. Uh-huh. Um, but there are a few that I would like to talk about. Uh, the first one being a Nicolas Cage picture titled Drive Angry. Very strange, yes. Which is... An odd title, given the subject matter of the movie. Now, I have to give you a little bit of a backstory on the trailer and my experience with it, and I hope that everybody is on board with me as I go through my emotional journey of this trailer. Um, I'm waiting. Okay, so, the title card is something like, He Escaped from Hell, and he it shows this, this shot of him... Of a car driving over a brick wall or whatever, and I assumed that he they were he was talk they were talking about it in a metaphorical sense, like he Me too. was breaking out of prison. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> as I'm watching the trailer, basically the story is is that Nicolas Cage is going to rescue his daughter's baby <clears throat> from a cult uh, that killed his daughter and kidnapped her baby. Okay. So I'm thinking, all right, he breaks out. He breaks out of prison. He, uh, you know, he's going to uh, get these guys that, that did him wrong and all this stuff. Well, as the trailer went on, uh, I was like, wait a minute, like did, I think they're actually talking about actual hell here because because <laughs> Bill Fickner shows up, yeah, and is like as a demon or a devil or something, and and I was just like, 
wait a minute. I think they were talking about actual hell there. And it's in the trailer, it's really not clear until the end. Yeah. That it's an actual demon versus demon or something movie. <laughs> and I was just like, I was watching it going, I was completely confused by this trailer. And I'm thinking, okay, they, they made the, the trailer editor that made this was like, huh, I'm just fucking with you now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you don't know what this movie's about, so fuck off. You know? It was so weird. Yeah. I just, I, and Nicolas Cage in this weird, you know, and Nicolas Cage is, he has the, the goatee to make him look a little tougher, whatever. Uh And and then there's this chick that shows up about halfway through the trailer. That's sort of in the vein of the Megan Fox transformers. They even have the same shot. She's working on the car, the hoods up. And she's walking over there with the shorts and she bends over and it's like, somebody watched that shot a couple of times and just said, hey, you know what? We'll put that in there. Yeah, it's a good one, I guess. Hey, I guess. You know, they whatever. tell me. I don't know. Yeah, you know, people like butts. You know, people like the... Uh, See more butts! Oh, hey, I'm signing up for that. But, you know, it's, it's one of those Nicolas Cage movies where Nicolas Cage uh, is just being weird and, uh, you know, he's... I don't know if he takes it seriously anymore. Oh, I don't come think on. he does. I'm of the opinion now that that Nicolas Cage is the Michael Caine of today, but he doesn't care as much about it and isn't as talented as Michael Caine ever was. Well, yeah. I you mean, know, I, I mean, some of the movies he puts out are akin to Ashanti Land of No Mercy <laughs> and uh, all the other junk that, that Michael Caine spent the first half of his career making. Sure, sure. Uh, but see, the thing is, is that Michael Caine has this resurgence now, uh, you know, in the last maybe, I don't know what, say <laughs> six years, five, six Ten, years. Yeah. Um, you think Nicolas Cage is going to get that? Maybe in 30 years. <laughs> oh, well, we, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just an odd, odd trailer. I didn't, I honestly, and I consider myself a fairly intelligent person when I'm not <laughs> thinking about boobs. Uh, well, shit, that's all the time in this. Well, you know, like I said. <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me backtrack. Um, rewind. Rewind. Uh, but no, I mean, I just, I, I didn't, that trailer threw me off big time. Because from the, I saw the poster, and then I watched the trailer, and I thought, oh, this is, gone. This is another Gone in 60 Seconds. If you watch the, tra- or if you look at the poster. Right. I'm like, oh, this is, uh, you know. <laughs> Gone in 60 Seconds or, uh, you know, Fast and Furious or whatever. Then it turns out to be some movie about demons and weird uh, Bill Fickner uh, throwing car doors at people and <laughs> stuff like it's that. It's Ghost weird. Rider Part 2. Sort of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. So that was the first one. that, uh, And that was the only one that really kind of just threw me off and was like, what is this? <laughs> and honestly, just because of that, I'm like, I... I'd like to see that. <laughs> I don't say... I've seen the trailer. I barely remember it. But, uh, yeah, it didn't have the same effect on me. Well, yeah, but... I, I tend to give Nicolas Cage a lot more of a pass. Only because... Uh, for a while there, he seemed a little more self-aware than he does now. <laughs> like, Well, okay. now he just... As, as I was previously... Most of the time, I'm looking at him and the movies he's choosing... And I just think he's broke. 
Yeah, it is. Well, right. And then, and I'm not going to talk about this one, but the Season of the Witch trailer, which is another uh, Nicolas Cage movie. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's almost like the, uh, the Statham uh, Castle Siege or whatever the hell it was. Uh, oh, in the name of the king. Name of the king. Yeah. I'm like, really? This is just awful. This, <laughs> well, at least, I mean, I, I would hope that the, uh, the season of The Witch isn't a Yui Ball movie. Oh, God, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, my next trailer. <laughs> for my next trick. For my next performance, I will do Battle L.A. Now, I remember hearing about this movie a while ago that maybe I think Len Wiseman was going to direct it. I could be totally wrong, but... That's what I remember. And that from the sound of it, it was like, it sounded like the sequel to Independence Day that they had long planned and never did. Kinda, yeah. In this movie, basically what it is, it's, you know, it's it's sort of a, a different take on Independence Day. Mm. Where uh, it's, it's sort of this, and at least the trailer makes it look like sort of this multi- multimedia kind of thing like there's a lot of shots that look like regular uh filmed you know movie shots mm. and then there's a lot of them too that look like they were trying to look at make make it look like they were uh filming them from like a cell phone right. or a you know a little digital camera or mm. whatever and basically it's the aliens invade LA and i would assume not just L.A., but, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully just L.A. <laughs> These aliens are big on real estate. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> they tried to buy a house on Mount Olympus and... Uh, oh! Oh. Hollywood homicide jokes are not Oh, my good. God, I can't believe you got that. Thank you. Um, but, so, yeah. It, it, and a lot of the effects look really good. Mm-hmm. And the stunts look really good. Yeah. But it's one of those movies where you think, well... It's they probably hired a guy who was like an effects artist to direct the movie. Mm-hmm. So the effects look real good and the stunts look pretty good, but you think the 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 whole the whole storyline of the movie is just going to be ridiculous and retarded. <laughs> well, that's what everyone said about Skyline too because oh, yeah. that actually is directed by a couple of brothers who were special effects people. Oh yeah. So the special effects look pretty good and there ain't no story to speak of. Right, right. So, it, I mean, the trailer looks great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all I can say about it because obviously it hasn't come out yet. But um, the, the trailer looks great, and I'm sort of looking forward to it. Right. Uh, if, and see, here's the thing, is if when it comes out, I will, I will read all the re- reviews and, and probably listen to them online and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And if they're as negative as the reviews for Skyline were, <laughs> I probably won't see it until it's on DVD. Probably, there you go. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> so, here's, here's a, a trailer that we both saw, mm-hmm. which is called Just Go With It. Yeah. Adam Sandler. Oh, the Adam Sandler movie that was bizarrely labeled as a Nicole Kidman movie. Yeah, by Comcast, what, get your shit together, will you? <laughs> you should see this thing. Like, I set up a recording for the Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> there's some bizarre mistake in their system where now the thing comes up as like, it's total gobbledygook as the label for the movie. I was like, what is going on with these people? Dude, Comcast, uh, get, like I said, yeah, get your shit together, man. <laughs> it's like, 
uh, and I'm I'm acting like I'm talking to one person. I'm like, <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> anyway, so the, yeah, the movie uh, Adam Sandler's a dude who pretends to be married to pick to, up girls to pick up girls, and uh, so. Uh, but he finally meets a girl he likes, and he has to make up uh, an ex-wife and a family uh, because the girl wants to make sure he's getting he's he's getting divorced. Well, yeah, but see, you missed a, a sort of a key part of it is that yeah, and and look, I'm just talking, I'm just trying to look out for our listeners here. Oh Jesus! Uh-huh. Okay, he's with this girl. He doesn't have his wedding ring on. He she finds this wedding ring in his pants, <laughs> and he says. Oh crap! Is that really? Uh, it that's a, that's like the big turning point of the movie, Phil. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. You know anyway. what? I'm gonna use that as my ringtone now. You just going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Jennifer Aniston is is his long suffering business partner or assistant or whatever who subs as uh, his fake wife, and her kids sub as his fake children. Um, and, you know, hilarity ensues, and I'm sure at the end he falls for Jennifer Aniston. Um, now, the the big push for me here is that I do enjoy Jennifer Aniston uh, for some reason. Like, I feel bad for her or something. Um, but, uh, I feel bad for her. <laughs> That's awful. But uh, for some reason, I usually see her movies. Um... But yeah, I mean, it looked totally. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Well, what, see, that's the one. What can you say? Yeah, it's an Adam Sandler movie, and it, and I think I think it's sort of Adam Sandler trying to get away from the sort the whole funny people thing, where it was it was sort of ostensibly a comedy, but it really wasn't. Did you just add a B to that word? Ostensibly. 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 Yes, there you go. Thank you, Phil. Oh, I'm sorry. Words, we're gonna, English we're, language. We're going to just call this the correction podcast. <laughs> um, hello, we could call every one of our podcasts. Oh, the... You know what, though? I haven't busted out the really. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> and you know what? I just haven't done it because I actually did my research for this. Um, Not really. <laughs> research for me is watching trailers. <laughs> Um, okay, so is that enough, or is there something else you want there's to do? There's one more, there's okay. one more. <clears throat> and then I've got something I want to do that'll be fun. Okay, good. It'll be, uh, 20 reviews in, like, a minute. Awesome. All right, one more trailer. Uh, the Green Lantern trailer. Uh-huh. Uh, which, if, if anybody out there is, it, uh, isn't aware of, uh, Ryan... The Ra- sexiest man alive. Yeah. And he is, too. Dreamy. Dreamy. <laughs> Yay! Uh, what am I doing? I, um, <laughs> Why didn't anybody see Buried? I didn't even see Buried. But anyway, I actually was kind of interested to see yeah, Buried. Yeah, it was supposed to be really good too. Anyway, okay, Green so Lantern. Green Lantern. Um, looks Stud in tights. Go. Ba- <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, basically, that's all you gotta say. Um, <clears throat> but no, it actually the trailer uh, makes it look pretty good. Really. Uh, it looks very true to the Green Lantern sort of comic books and stuff, right? Which I liked as a kid. I liked Green, La- Green mm-hmm. Lantern, uh, and uh, Ryan Reynolds seems like he's a. It, it's like a very sort of uh, Iron Man vibe, right? Is that he he sort of has enough of a sense of humor to uh, to do to do the sort of semi comic beats and stuff like that, okay. but at the same time he takes it seriously enough. There's this really funny, I don't know about really funny, but there's this pretty funny 
uh, sh- shot right toward the end of the trailer where he he like throws his arms out and the whole Green Lantern suit just like sort of flashes onto him. Yeah. And he's and he's standing in front of his friend, and his friend goes whoa, and he goes I know right. And it's like, it's kind of a Ryan Reynolds moment, but it's right. still, it's kind of cool, you know? Uh-huh. And But it looks like a very, uh, the scope of the movie looks pretty big. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Because he goes to the other planet where all the other Green Lanterns are. And <laughs> really, no, I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, shit, sorry. But it looks, it looks pretty good, actually. I was, I was, uh. I, I'm certainly interested. I don't know. I'm more interested than I am for the Green Hornet. Yeah. I rewatched the Green Hornet trailer today uh, while I was doing my whole trailer, like, immersion. Yeah. Um, and actually, this uh, watching it the second time, I think that I'm a little more... I think I, I liked it a little better the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it... I, well, I was, I've seen it two or three times now and. Uh, no, I was a little more skeptical of it the first time I watched it. Huh. I did want, I did have one tra- not to cut you short. I do have one trailer I thought of that I need to talk about. Okay. And it just I, I swear I just saw it uploaded to Perez like yesterday night. Okay. And it was the Cowboys and Aliens movie. What? Yes. And I'm telling you, this movie, dead serious. Cowboys and Aliens? Yes. It is a Western science fiction film. And it is from every big guy in Hollywood. Produced by Steven Spielberg, Bob Zemeckis, everybody. Directed by Jean Favreau. How have I missed... What? How have I missed this? Starring Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford. What? Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) You just just exploded my brain. (laughs) So, yes, it's like 1870s in the West. And Daniel Craig wakes up in the middle of nowhere with this mechanical thing on his arm, and he doesn't know what it is. He wanders into town. He gets arrested by the sheriff, who's Harrison Ford. Aliens attack. (laughs) We're stopping the podcast right now so I can watch this. This sounds like I don't. It's not on there. You'd have to. We'd have to. Oh my god! This. Okay. Well then, fine. As soon as I'm getting home. I don't care what's happening. I don't care if the house is burning down. As long as the internet is working, I'm watching this fucking trailer. Indeed. Do. It is fascinating. And I, I kept sitting there wondering. I was I was watching this and I'm going, you know what? I want to see this. But will anyone want else want to? I, I will. Mean, it's, a, it's a clever idea. But I'm like, will this look shitty to everyone else in the world? Oh, like, my God. It had, it had a faint whiff of stink bomb. Oh boy! So we'll. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm Phil, definitely no. there. It's, I mean, this is up with Thor for me as like being int- so intriguing that I have to see it. Phil, you know what? I'm going with you uh, to watch that movie just based on that. I'm not even gonna watch the trailer based on that. Me and you are going opening night. I don't care. The, uh, that's done and done. Okay. Signed um, and sealed and delivered. <laughs> So my little experiment here, we'll see if I can actually do it. I have not prepared this in advance, Ooh. but I wanted to um, podcast verite to to go through the entire list of everything I've watched in since October or September thirtieth, the last time we did a podcast, because I have the whole fucking list. Um, okay, let's do it. And you know what? This is, this <laughs> and maybe is... say a line or two about each. Okay. okay. So um, chalk uh, faux documentary about school teachers. 
Uh, it's essentially The Office done by a group of friends who are teachers. Funny. See it. It's on IFC. Case 39. Uh, Renee Zellweger uh, does not have a face for horror. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched the game. It's still great. The Social Network. Um, very good uh, <laughs> at keeping depositions interesting for two and a half hours. <laughs> Uh, so we already wait, talked about... Wait, wait, pause for one No! Transformers 2, we already talked about. Street Fighter, Legend of Chun-Li, Chris Kine has, uh, done too much smack and, um, really should stay away from Thailand. Really? Um, yes. Uh, Little Children, I, I, totally depressing, oddly funny, and, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's too much of Patrick Wilson's ass in that movie. <laughs> Um, Sea Point Days documentary about uh, South Africa. Interesting if you're interested. The um, the Burning Plane. Oh my good lord. The um, <clears throat> from, it's directed by the screenwriter of like Amoris Peros, uh, and it's uh, Kim Basinger and Charlize Theron. And if you want to see Charlize Theron nude, you can see it in this movie, um, like full on. Top to nice. Uh, and uh, Kim Basinger still looks good at sixty. Um, Hard Candy, totally great. I don't know why I was on a Patrick Wilson kick. Um, but I really, it made you feel bad for the pedophile, which I think was, is not Ooh. necessarily a good thing. Ouch. Um, uh, Leaving Normal, silly movie. It's sad that it was directed by Ed Zwick. Uh, The Invention of Lying, we already talked about. The Burrowers is actually a pretty effective Western horror film. Since we were on the vein of sure. strange Western movies, it's a it's a Western. It's set in like 1890s North Dakota, in which these beasts come up from the ground and drink you, which um, is like Tremors Redux. Okay, go ahead. Well, but they're not giant worms. But anyway, uh, and it's set in 1870, uh, as I mentioned. Sure. I think. Recount a uh, pretty boring telling of the 2000 election with an over serious Kevin Spacey. Easy Virtue uh, was a Je- no, Jessica Beale film. Um, decent. Uh, Duplicity, more fun than it has a right to be. Uh, it is nice to see um, Julia Roberts in a funny role again. Again. Um, Cirque yes. du Freak, The Vampire's Assistant, has a far too long a title. Um, but for being a movie that stars... Um, John, whatever the hell his name uh, is, John, Riley. R- John, uh, uh, John C. Riley. Yes, um, it's an excellent child's, uh, maybe ten-year-old kids' film. Sure. Uh, the second Civil War was um, stars Bo Bridges, an old HBO movie from like 1990. If you watch it, it's curiously prescient, but maybe that gives too much uh, away. But um, <laughs> it's about in the future. Um, Bo Bridges is threatening to take Iowa or no Idaho out of the out of the union for immigration reasons. Ooh, it's it's a comedy, and it's very funny. Um, How to Train Your Dragon, very cute. Uh, kids, oh, sounded oddly sexual to me for some reason, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, funny. Um, uh, <laughs> Jungle Fever, uh, excellent film, although I think. Um, Spike Lee is a bit too negative on the interracial marriage thing. Sure. Um, Daisy Miller, excellent Eileen Brennan, uh, performance and excellent, uh, um, Florence, uh, not Florence. 
Chorus Leachman okay. performance okay. Uh, in a but a very annoying Sybil Shepherd performance. <laughs> um, tough being loved by jerks. Interesting documentary about that um, the Mohammed cartoons thing in France. Oh God, yeah. Okay. Max Dugan returns. The only oh, thing geez. I have to say about this movie is that it's a Neil Simon movie and a weak one. But I think a lot of the movie was shot on my uncle's block in Venice. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Kill me again. Uh, made Northern Nevada look good. My mom, mom loved that movie. Uh, Val Kilmer and his wife. Uh, weird uh, sort of time time travelish kind of thing. No, 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 no. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> nor kind of thing. Yes, nor. Right. Uh, yes. Okay. John Dahl doing his yeah, noir yep. thing. It was okay. his first movie. Okay. Um, uh, Land of the Lost. We talked about Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Ugh. Um, more clever than it had a right to be. Okay. Valentine's Day sucked. No heart. Um, not even funny. There is a very funny moment with Queen Latifah, though. Edge of Darkness, Mel, and God love you, but he took that movie far too seriously. Um, mm. The Losers, enjoyable, but for the ending. Morning Glory, uh, insanely funny for like 20 minutes of the movie. Again, no heart. The Ugly Truth, enjoyable. Phil, that was very impressive. I honestly, I applaud you for that. <laughs> I, I'm not That's kidding. Everything I've seen I'm, in the past month and a half. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. That was impressive. I, I like that, and I kept trying to interrupt you, and you wouldn't let me. And I applaud you for that as well. <laughs> I really do. So now you know what's been going on with me, people. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's what I have to do. Here's I'm gonna have to go back and <clears throat> just because I feel inadequate now, I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that normal? For I'm going to do it. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Phil's on it tonight. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back because I've been watching. I went back and rewatched tons of those Rift Tracks versions of movies. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to have to do, and this is going to be my project for next week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back, uh, just take all the Rift Tracks movies that I've watched, write them all down 20 in a row, and just do what you did. But only do the funniest line that the Rift Tracks guys did from the movie. Sounds like a plan to me. I, I will eagerly await it, and it, it better be goddamn funny. It will be funny, I promise you. And you know what, Phil? For having taken so long to do a new podcast, I think that we didn't do too bad a job on Indeed. this one. Normally we come back, we're a little rough. This yeah, was yeah. Pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Okay, so let's see what we can do here when it comes to contacting us. Can you FBI at gmail.com? We got a Facebook group. Uh, I think that really that like the we uh, you know there was one episode where I went off on all the Tumblr and all this other bullshit. <laughs> that, really, they the, exist. We're they, not using. Yes, it. the Twitter thing I did for a while. I don't really do anymore. But if you want to, it's yeah, yeah. at Can you FBI. And so, and uh, of course, tell your friends subscribe to yeah. iTunes. I'm going to uh, punch this guy in the head if he takes another month to do another one. I know. We're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. I promise I, you, listeners, <laughs> I'll get on here and we'll and do badmouth him if he does. Right, exactly. Phil do his, his own thing. He'll just be like, <laughs> hey, this sucks. But no, I swear, here's the thing. We're not going to take another month. We're going to get back on this weekly schedule. And you know what? The reason that I want to do that is because I have a lot of fun doing this. Hopefully Phil does. And apparently all the pets do. And so if you have fun listening to it, like it said in the intro, tell your friends, 
And um, here's, you know what? Here's one other thing too. I've, I'm going on a mission, Phil. Mm. I'm, I listen to a, a tons of podcasts, okay? Uh-huh. I'm going on a mission to get us plugged on any podcast that I can. And I'm not kidding when I say I this. Love the, I love the Diamond Joe Quimby podcast. The podcast. What? Again? This <laughs> stupid country. <laughs> anyway, you're going to get so us plugged? We're, I'm going to get us plugged on podcasts. The ones that I like. So listen up for that. And we'll, we'll plug any of the podcasts. Did I just <laughs> we'll do it again? shamelessly. Oh, yes. totally. But... Uh, I will totally plug any podcast that plugs us back. <laughs> to our 12 listeners. Exactly. So, listen for that. G- uh, CanYouFBIGmail.com, Facebook, uh, that's about it. Phil, anything else to say? Can you fucking believe it? Uh, it's good to be back. I can fucking believe that. Indeed. Let's take us out. Woohoo!